This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Every Australian worker has the right to a safe workplace. The law requires all employers to create a safe working environment to minimise injury and illness in the workplace. However, Australian Bureau of Statistics show that during 2013 to 2014, over half a million people suffered a work-related injury or illness. Some occupations are more dangerous than others, but culturally and linguistically diverse workers are a high-risk group. Taiwanese backpacker Shaney Lee was working at a Perth butcher factory when an unexpected accident almost severed her finger. Because I was working at the sausage division, I was changing the pipe. I had the tool in my right hand when I was changing the tube. I accidentally touched the sensor and turned it on. The tool I was holding flew out and landed on my finger. I didn't realise how serious it was, but after I took off my glove, I found that my flesh had almost come off. As Shaney was employed through a labour hire contractor without insurance, she had to fight for her entitlements through her union as well as engage a lawyer. She has since returned to Taiwan after receiving medical treatment and three months of compensation for lost wages due to the injury. Shaney is currently waiting for the final settlement, but her life will never be the same. After I recovered, I found that my finger is already shorter than before. Cases like these are common for temporary workers on working holiday visas, according to Tim Nelthorpe from the National Union of Workers, the NUW. He shares the story of a Taiwanese backpacker who had his three fingers chopped off whilst working at a meat factory. That employer only had to pay him compensation for six months because he's not allowed to work for that employer for longer than six months. He could still receive payments from work cover, but his visa is one year at possibly two years at best. So effectively, because he's done the, the injury towards the end of his visa, he's got to make a decision. Does he want to stay in Australia to fight for both his common law uh, rights to sue the company, which could be worth quite a significant amount of money, or, or he can choose to settle and receive a lump sum work cover payment, which significantly less money. With limited English and a significant injury, the young man decided to take a lump sum payment and return to his home country, where he could be with his family and receive care. Tim Nilthorpe says when an accident happens at work, the most important initial step is to fill out an incident report. This ensures that everything is well documented for the employee to claim workers' compensation. If the worker has a, a significant injury or an injury that will prevent them from performing their normal duties, the employer should advise the worker to, to visit a doctor. That doctor can then write up a work cover medical certificate and a certificate of capacity which will outline what that worker can and can't do. Workers' compensation is a form of insurance payments to employees if they are injured or are sick due to their work. The payment schemes are governed by states and territories and can include wages to employees if they are not fit for work and payments to cover medical expenses and rehabilitation. NUW's Tim Nelthorpe says an employee should then fill out a workers' compensation form. 
the worker at that point should also fill in a, a work cover form, which would be lodged with an insurer. The worker then takes that certificate back to their employer and the employer is obligated to provide duties that fit within the certificate of capacity or if they do not have suitable duties to provide that worker with payment that match their normal payments. ABS data shows that of the 531,800 workers' work-related illness or injuries, most were from lifting, pushing, pulling or bending, 34%, hitting or cutting an object, 20%, falls, 13%, and repetitive movement, 9%. Some jobs are more dangerous than others. 2013 data from Safe Work Australia shows the highest injury rates occurred with labourers, transport workers and tradespeople. Safe Work Australia develops national policies to improve work, health and safety and workers' compensation arrangements. Assistant Director in Strategic and Compensation Policy Helen Wrighton says there are penalties for employers who don't provide a safe environment. They can actually be prosecuted in all states and territories. There are regulators, so they might be called WorkSafe or Work Health and Safety in that state, and they can actually take that employer to court if a worker's hurt um, or if they haven't paid their workers' compensation premiums. Now, the workers can always report to those authorities if they want to. Employers must also provide training and have the right tools and equipment to ensure workers can perform their duties safely. That could mean showing the worker how to do their job safely and making sure they have the right tools and equipment, things like a hard hat or goggles or safety glasses and gloves and boots. Another important thing for employers to remember and for workers to know is that the law says that they can't ask a worker to do anything that needs a special licence, even if it's just driving a car, but more importantly, dangerous equipment like a crane or a forklift if the person doesn't have that licence. Employees also have some responsibilities. Workers should only use equipment once shown how to use it properly. They should wear the right safety equipment, use it properly, not take shortcuts, or use their mobile phone whilst working. Meanwhile, New South Wales's Work Health and Safety Roadmap identified diverse workers as a high-risk group. The CFMEU's Construction Division National Secretary Dave Noonan says all workers, including those on temporary visas, should speak up. They should make a complaint. The worst thing that can happen is that you do work that's unsafe and get hurt or get killed at work. There's no worse outcome for families than that. Lots of employers will um, put people on on temporary visas knowing that they're less, less likely to argue the case. But the strict legal position is the safety laws apply to everybody equally and that's what workers should demand. It doesn't matter where they come from in the world. In this country they've got a right to work safely. They've got a right at law to refuse unsafe work. They can get assistance from the government regulator in each state. At the end of the day the um, union is there to defend workers Dave Noonan says temporary workers often don't report exploitation, bullying or unsafe practices at work for fear of being sent back to their homeland. Uh, the employer can't um, just send you back home um, if you have um, an issue around occupational health and safety or underpayment of wages. Uh, you are entitled to get advice from uh, your employer or from the, um, the government regulator. And if the employer uh, tries to send people home uh, for making those inquiries, that's unlawful. For more information on working safely in Australia, go to the Safe Work Australia website at www.safeworkaustralia.gov.au.
Translated fact sheets are also available in 11 languages. If you require language assistance, call the Translating and Interpreting Service on 131450 and they will interpret your call for free. Feature prepared by Amy Chen Yu Wong and for SBS, I'm Margarita Vasileva. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.